1: I am really excited about today's show. I'll be joined by Chris Brogan and we'll explore Amazon's Alexa and how marketers can tap into this audio platform with Alexa flash briefings. Now, if you're listening to my voice right now, and I know you are, and you might be saying, what the heck is that? Let me tell you that we're at the front end of a very massive opportunity. So if you are looking for a way to diversify some of your marketing, you're definitely going to want to pay attention to the conversation Chris and I have. By the way, want to email me, podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com, come straight to my inbox. And now let's transition to this week's brand new discovery.
0: Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip.
1: Today, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric?
0: I found a cool mobile tool for discovery and capture while you're creating content. It's called Adobe Capture.
1: When you say discovery and capture, what does that mean?
0: So one of the coolest things that this does is, I mean, essentially there's tons of things out out and about in the world that as you're going, you're like, oh, I really like the way that looks, or I like this color scheme. And you want to insert that into your digital marketing. So for example, one of the uses that Adobe capture can do is you open it. And, uh, again, our friend, Jeff C, he opened it up and aimed it at the program or the, uh, I don't know. I forget what we call it officially, but basically the, the manual for social media marketing world, the
1: conference guide,
0: the conference guide. Yes. And while we were there, he opened it up and he showed it to me. He, he aimed it at the cover in Adobe, um, Capture. Capture. And it gave the color scheme for all the different colors that were integrated into the ca- the cover of this thing. And it gave you uh, the colors for it. And then you could grab the hex colors and everything. And so uh, it identified the colors and gave you, like, the spectrum there. So you could export that out and, like, work with those color schemes in some other, like…
1: Style uh, guide or something.
0: Style guide or affiliated document to go along with that piece of marketing.
1: So this is a mobile app. Yes. And it sounds like you could aim it at your screen just as much as you can aim it as a physical thing, right?
0: Yeah. You could aim it basically anything that you, and that's why they call it capture is because anywhere that you're out and about, you can aim it at that thing, you know, at anything like, you know, a sunset, for example, and get all those different colors and, and capture that uh, image as well, and then incorporate that and the color scheme into your marketing.
1: So what does it actually output? Like a graphic with uh, like highlighting some of the colors? Is that the idea?
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it literally up at the top. Um, when you do that, it, it gives you the different color bars. It almost looks like the, um, when you're, <laughs> when you're in Snapchat, discover the old layout where at the top it had those vertical video uh, little swatches. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, but each one is a separate color and they're all lined up there together. So it gives you that here's the, you know, five colors or so that are in this
1: That's cool. image
0: that you've just taken. It's pretty cool.
1: Very cool. And it's free.
0: It's free. It's for iOS and for Android and it's free and all the stuff that you capture in it and much more will, uh, export out into Adobe creative software, the creative uh, suite if you're already a member of that as well.
1: Like Photoshop or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Adobe Capture. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Eric, for that brand new find. You're welcome. And now for today's interview with Chris Brogan.
0: Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide.
1: Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Chris Brogan. If you don't know who Chris is, he is a digital marketing advisor for large businesses. His specialty, customer experience marketing with a focus on emerging technology. He's also host of the new podcast Making the Brand. Chris, welcome back to the show. Michael, so happy to talk to you again. So today Chris and I are going to explore how marketers can benefit from the Alexa platform, specifically using flash briefings. Now Chris, um It's been a while since I've had you on the show, and a lot has changed, like Alexa. (laughs) you know, It wasn't here uh, last time. I'm pretty sure we had you on the show, and I know that uh, there's plenty of people listening that use that, but I'm not one of them, Um, and I would love to understand your journey of how you got into smart speakers, because I'm sure there was a day before, and then there was a day after, so tell us a little bit about that.
2: You know, one thing I want to start with is that I am never, never, never the bleeding edge of anything. Um, I've I've had this conversation so many times with so many people about the fact that there are these people that something new comes along and they're like, whoa, and they're right into it as deep as they can, as soon as they can. What I almost always do is something just slightly different than that, which is about a year or so will go by. And then I will, quote, unquote, discover something. So, for instance, uh, Twitter. Twitter came out in March of 2016. I used it in October of 2016. I was still really early to everybody else's mind. No, wait, you said
1: 2016 for Twitter. Uh,
2: 2006, I lied. I was going to say,
1: it's a little earlier than that.
2: (laughs) A little sooner. (laughs) March 2006, and I was on October 2006. I was user like, 10,212. And when I used it, I immediately, when I was using Twitter, thought, oh my gosh, this is such a thing. Now, when the smart speakers came about, and and sometimes they call them that, sometimes they call them personal AI assistance, blah, 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 blah. What I took from it the first time was big whoop. It's just you ask it to play a song on Spotify or something. And right. I, that's just not interesting to me. I love music, but I, I don't play it nonstop in my house. And I have nicer speakers than the one that came with that device. And so I just didn't think it was that cool. What got me to think it was cool was when I saw what were called flash briefings on Alexa and then also to see some of the other technologies that are out there for Google Home and other devices. And I'm starting to see a pattern
1: there. So wait a minute. So what I'm hearing you say is you are not an early adopter to the uh, Amazon um, smart speakers, but you're recent Adopter. Is that correct? So how how long have you been, you know, tell me what got you started? I mean, you heard about these flash briefings and then all of a sudden you dove in because you saw a business application. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
2: Yeah, so that's – I mean what almost always gets me to look at something is I have this sort of frosty the snowman moment where I see some magic in that old silk cap they found. And in this case, it's a year plus into uh, Amazon's product and I see – oh, now wait a second. This conversational interface – is a thing, but will become much more of a thing. We've been talking about it and threatening it for a long time. And as far back as 2008's Iron Man, we all want a Jarvis, right? We all want that opportunity to just talk to a snarky robot voice that will do things for us. Well, now more than ever, this is closer. I just bought a Windows laptop uh, so I could play a game thing with my son and the setup was all audible. Through Cortana. So I basically just talked to the screen and gave it, like, you know, my time zone and all that sort of thing verbally without touching a key. And so that's kind of where I started going, wait a minute, like, this is going to be more and more. Google Home is in it. Now there's a war. Uh, Google uh, partnered with uh, Walmart and eBay on their side for shopping, of course, to combat uh, Amazon's shopping platform. And so to me, like, that's just even the retail side. I'm now reading all kinds of articles daily. Mark Benioff just announced he's trying to make a a version of this for doctors so that they can do prescriptions and and, uh, patient care through an audio device as well. So it's huge, Michael. There's just so much big open space here that I think that it's the right time for marketers and big companies to start thinking about this and maybe even little guy companies.
1: Got it. So it sounds like Salesforce wants to get in on this. We've got Apple, of course, with Siri, right? And then we've got Google and then we've got Amazon. So you're right, there is a bit of a war and when there's a war, that means... They see things and know things that we regular people may not know, right? Yes. So talk to us. um, You you threw out the word conversational design. So for those people that are a little behind you and me um, on this train and don't understand what conversational design is and really how smart speakers play into all this, kind of give us a little more on that if you could.
2: Sure and And again, there's just so many different ways to talk about this. They also sometimes call it just conversational uh computing and whatnot what's what's going on is that basically as artificial intelligence uh, and voice recognition technologies just get better and better and better. Um, we're now much more able to do sort of soft programming uh, with something called NLP, natural language processing, which means that we don't have to have syntax so perfectly to interact with the device. So if a customer you know, uses any one of these types of products we're talking about, they now have the opportunity to say blank product, tell me about the weather, or blank product, is uh, Ed Asner still alive, or blank product, you know, when's the next time uh, Avengers Infinity War is playing in my neighborhood or whatever, there's all kinds of uses to it, where the software doesn't have to hear all of the words perfectly, it can guess by a sort of a picking of the words. And so now there's just more and more and more opportunities for this to get applied in places where we're used to looking at our screen. And, you know, you know very well and marketers know very well that we've spent all this time in the last bunch of years going, look, guys, mobile's coming, mobile's coming. Oh, no, never mind. Mobile's here. You, If you're not mobile first, Google doesn't even show you in the results anymore. And now uh, that and voice. And it's been threatened for decades, but now it's real.
1: It's fascinating because at Social Media Marketing World during my opening keynote, I was talking about bots. And I I mentioned how... How bots are kind of like when you call into a call center and you have to type in one for this or two for that, and some of the better call centers will say, "I understand, speak to me naturally, you know, but I said bots are that way except you're typing and it and it sounds like where we're going is the ultimate interface is not to have to type but to actually just use our lips because that's how we communicate naturally anyways, and what I'm hearing you say is that the technology powered by big old computer somewhere in the cloud is getting smart enough that it's able to understand what we say, regardless of inflection, accent, even if it totally doesn't understand it. And as a result of that, now all of a sudden magical things are happening. Is that, is that what yes. I'm hearing you say?
2: And AI is starting to learn about things like inflection. So you can even start throwing sarcasm at it, and it's going to start learning. Uh, In a very recent article from PSFK, they said 65% of people age 25 to 49 interact with an AI assistant, another way to look at these, at least once a day. Hmm. Uh, uh, Satya Nadella from Microsoft says that voice and conversational AI represent a whole new age of computing. And then PricewaterhouseCoopers said that one thing that can kind of hold people back is a misunderstanding of what they do and a general lack of trust. So that the adoption might be a little off, so there's a bit of a you know back and forth talking about this and i and I can tell you right now when you and I are talking about this, some amount of people listening in are saying, "Well, that's not true, that's not true for me. I don't have one of those Marketing's biggest curse is thinking that you are everyone." And just because somebody hasn't yet picked one off, it was the number one selling product on Amazon's holiday for 2017. There are millions and millions and millions of them. And as a marketer, I'm also saying, and there's only about a thousand or so uh, flash briefings, which we'll talk about later. And that means, hey, look, an opportunity because it's content starved, just like every new platform always is.
1: Well, do you remember there was a day when people weren't comfortable putting their credit cards on the internet? Do you remember that, Chris? It wasn't too long ago, was it?
2: No, I mean, it feels like yesterday. And now, uh, speaking to that, I can tell what's her name because if I say her name, everyone will be mad at me. Um, Voldemort, I can say, you know, order me some more AA batteries. And she'll say, the last ones you ordered were these Duracell Procells. Do you want that again? Sure. What's your code? Here's my code. And it's done. I don't even have to look up from what I'm doing now. There's a there's a line in everyone's life where we go from they'll never have this to wow that was so convenient I can't not do it
1: anymore. And for people that do not have this technology, um, you can kind of get a sample of it just by downloading the Amazon app. Like, for example, all you iOS people, you know, or anyone who doesn't have one of those speakers and at least mess around with it because it's some of the functionality is built right into that Amazon app. So let me ask you this, since we're kind of we are definitely focusing on, on the A-L-E-X-A. And I've already said it a million times, so I'm probably just going to have to say it. How big is this audience? because now the, now we're transitioning to the marketing dialogue here like what's the wh- what stats do you have available as of you know May 2018
2: the last stat I think I found was something about, um, 65 million current users or whatnot. And so, and it was something like 30 something million in the U S alone. So, uh, I'm looking to see if I can put that stat right in front of me. I had it a little while ago and then I don't have it. Well, let's assume
1: that's correct. I mean, tens of millions today, and I'm sure that, I mean, how much can you get one of these speakers for? Can't you get them for less than 50 bucks?
2: Yeah, they're like 30 or 40 bucks US. And so that was the other thing I was going to say is when, you know, when people say, do you want a chance to sort of check this out? To me, it, it's such an inexpensive technology that you don't have, you know, that you maybe haven't seen before that gives you so much opportunity to kind of see the, uh, you know, where it's all going. So I, I think that you know, for for me, 50 bucks to kind of know whether or not something is really uh, going to go in the, the right direction. I right. think it's best.
1: Now, these are, we should clarify that these are wired to a wall typically, right? I mean, they're not portable or are they portable? They move around your house. Uh well they are wired in so far as they need an electrical source but
2: you know if you stuck a battery charger on it you can put it wherever you want I'll tell you the way most people are using them they're buying one for every significant room in their house my parents who didn't think they were going to like it have uh one out by where they do their computing stuff and one in their bedroom now
1: I feel like a third's coming soon So interesting so these are placed typically the first one is placed in the home Wherever the person probably most likely hangs out, like a home office or possibly Correct. a kitchen? Correct. And 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 any of those places
2: make sense uh, when you start looking through it, because uh, I can tell you that most of what's going on out there is that people are... Uh, starting with one use case and kind of working their way through, so the the number one use case still is uh, listening to streaming music service via the smart speaker. So forty one point nine percent of people said they use that off that option daily. Uh, Seventy or so said they've ever done it. Seventy percent, and then eighty nine percent say they. Uh, oh, sorry, 70, 70 something say they've used it monthly, and eighty nine percent say they use it every single day or whatever. So it's, it's basically. After that, you learn other things like setting a timer or setting alarms, listening to news, um, finding recipes or cooking instructions. There's The use cases start to pile up really quick. So for instance, you might uh, might be working on your health. And so you could track your calories with this if you want. You can have it like add it to your uh, calorie tracking software so that you, you know, shout over your head, you know, blank. I just ate a pastrami sandwich, take care of that. And like they'll add it, so there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity, you know, for this. And 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 right now, Amazon has the massive share of this. I mean, the good majority, you know, thirty or forty percent uh, of Echo, and then thirty something percent of Echo Dot versus Home and Home Mini. It's like thirty something to eight something. Uh, Amazon to Google right now. So right now, it is an
1: Amazon product with a couple others in the wings. And I understand that they are they've got an open system, so they're rapidly encouraging developers to create products to interface with this. And um, uh, I'm just kind of thinking, I can see a day, I'm just going to think into the future where, you know, remember we used to talk about back in the podcasting day, like I can see a day where a podcast can be played from your car. Right. Remember we used to talk about that back in the day. Right. Well, I can see a day where anywhere there is a speaker there might be an Alexa API built into it. So just start imagining every conceivable possibility, your remote control on your television, your car, your phone, anywhere where there is uh, audio input, which is essentially becoming the modern day remote control, right? There could be the ability to command this service to do something. And that now opens up an entirely new, if you will, platform for marketers. And I I, I don't know, you have anything you want to add to that? No, I'm I'm going to
2: put a little yellow highlighter all over it though, and let you know that there's already a bunch of motor vehicles that have this uh, built in because people don't want to leave it at home uh, in their car. Mm. Lots of the newer, smarter uh, fridges, including Samsung and several others, have that. And and by the way, so uh, what they call apps on Alexa are skills. And um, in November of 2016, there were 5,000 apps on the uh, available. The skills were available, and then a year later, there were 25,000. So. It's, you know, five X growth in one year, uh, gives you a sense of kind of how things are going. And in general, the basic, uh, you know, opportunity of, um, people is to get in now while it's still kind of nascent. Right. And again, I mean, I I couldn't echo that too many times in a row, Michael, to say marketers who are tuning us out right now, you're missing a wave that you're going to say a year or so from now. Oh man, I wish I had done that when
1: they told us about it earlier. Okay. So Amazon flash briefings, this is relatively new. We're talking like less than six months. Is that about right from this recording or is it more like a year?
2: It sounds about right. I mean, there may, it may have been around a little more, but it was a little less uh, frequent until fairly recently.
1: Describe what it is. And then I'm going to play one of yours. It's only a minute long. So people can kind of hear what it sounds like, but explain kind of at a high level, what the heck it is and how people use these. Sure. So people can uh,
2: record and upload basically what would be like audio news. And a lot of the people who are doing it basically have put a daily version of some of their content out there. And it is uh, usually recommended to be about a minute long. Some people do much less than a minute and a few people do a little longer than a minute. But the ones that actually people stay subscribed to, those are almost always the... um, minute long time frame and that's what I've been seeing is that uh, people can put news sports weather that sort of a thing and there's become more and more and more of those things
1: and my understanding is you can go up to 10 minutes so what I, what I'm gonna do is um before I play the example that I have here help people understand like 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 the use case here like you wake up in the morning and talk to this thing or I mean explain how that works a little bit so people can wrap their brain around that
2: Yeah, sure. So you, uh, you wake up and you're stretching and you decide to, you know, hit the bathroom or something. You come back and you say her name and you say, play my flash briefing. And then whatever you've subscribed to, you know, tech or weather or business or whatever, it's all there waiting for you. And it just plays one at a time. So it'll say, you know, from national public radio, here's, you know, this, here's, um, market, uh, wire has one, for instance, there's a whole bunch. And, so as it goes along, it basically just plays through them. And if you don't like a particular one, you can say, you know, skip that one or next or, or whatever, and it'll decide that you, you know, you just skip that particular one. And so I like it because, you know, I actually get some of my news now from it. And then further, I actually like the fact that I can, you know, uh, pick through and understand a little bit better um, what other people are doing. So I can see if there's something I can add to that
1: uh, landscape. Okay, let's go ahead and play one of yours. It'll be about one minute long. Here we go.
2: What would blockchain possibly have to do with gaming? Well, it turns out it's something really cool and something I'm involved in. This is your Making the Brand Flash update. I'm Chris Brogan. If you don't play a whole lot of video games, you might not realize that they've changed a lot since the way old days. Not only do you just walk around and play in certain game worlds, but you have the opportunity to pick up items and things and create characters that are very uniquely yours. What happens though, is if you decide you want to sell a product or sell your game or trade your game in and pick up something new, where does that stuff go? How do you trade it in? What's next? The ability to add tangible value to a digital asset is something rather important and that blockchain handles rather well. Blockchain being the transfer of value ledger that's underneath a lot of different products like Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies adds itself a really good place for being with video games. Collectible games, sort of like Pokemon for instance are a perfect site for this sort of thing. And just a personal teaser, I'm involved with a company that's going to do this kind of work. So get in touch. I'm Chris Brogan. For the full podcast, go to chrisbrogan.com slash making the brand or check it out wherever
1: you see podcasts. Okay. So that was one minute and eight seconds. Why don't you kind of tell tell everybody kind of, you know, what you were trying to accomplish in this very short clip here. So there's a really good question. So there's a couple
2: of three things that I'm trying to get done. One is very, very, very simple, basic, lame audio branding, which is I want people to keep hearing that sound and keep hearing my voice and go, oh, I want to hear what this guy's regular podcast is like because a I minute's mean, it's pretty dumb, number one. Number two, um, I have a teaser at the very beginning that goes right before the little musical part, and the teaser is supposed to keep people wanting to hear it because I feel like so many people waste the time at the beginning of a flash briefing. Number three, what I'm also working on doing is I'm trying really hard to uh, get people some bit of information that piques their interest in general about the kinds of business uh, pursuits that I'm going after, so that they might decide further that they're going to want to be part of
1: the story that I'm creating out there in business. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of um, uh, kind of what goes into the planning process, but um, what, how, first of all, how did you get the word out about this to your tribe? if at all?
2: Oh, hardly at all. Uh, you know, one of the things I kind of wanted to test was how how much, you know, purely organic, I am not a marketer, help I could deliver, you know, uh, value I could deliver. And I just wanted to see bare naked, if I barely ever talked about it, what would it be like? Now, I happen to be, you know, uh, sort of a marketer at heart. So I didn't stay totally quiet about it. But I've been trying really hard not to connect it. And the this is sort of like what happened with my podcast as well. I love every time I get someone to say to me, I didn't really know who you were. I have no idea what's going on. I didn't realize you had all this stuff going on. It makes me so excited every
1: time because that means I just got somebody way outside of my sphere. And that's, I think a win. How do you actually, um, What what's the phrase someone would have to say after they said Alexa to trigger your flash briefing in case they want to check you out?
2: Um, so there's a way to add the skill just using the app on your phone, uh, but it plays on your speaker. And so you'd have to just go in and search skills for making the brand and it would probably be easy enough or type in Chris Brogan. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Their search is a little less uh, than favorable, which is because they can't use Google because they're in a war. Um, but, and then once it's loaded, you just say, uh, Voldemort, uh, play the making the brand flash briefing with Chris Brogan. And you'll get the chance to uh,
1: hear, hear it spooled out. Got it. And uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you haven't really done much promotion of this at all. Um, and, and you also mentioned that these are very early days. But what has been your results so far? And do they provide any kind of metric, they being Amazon, so you have any sense of if anyone's even listening?
2: yeah so amazon uh oh that's really kind of funny. I was looking at the wrong stats page for a second amazon uh provides a very few uh, stats they provide unique customers number of plays uh maximum per hour, and that sort of a thing average per hour so that you could start to try to figure out who's paying attention but my numbers are very small um you know my my customer base is has been bouncing back and forth over like just a few hundred. Um, and play wise, um, I've had, let's see, a few hundred people have played at least, uh, six, uh, on maximum per hour, but, uh, usually like a half dozen or so. And what's funny to watch though, is that this is such early days that, uh, since March until today, um, my numbers are up 295% in subs and 1,086% in play range. So I've had a 1000% uh, growth in play, even though the numbers are small, it's it's pointing in the right direction to me. It's saying, hey, there's some opportunity to keep paying
1: attention. Now, a flash briefing, is it kind of like Snapchat, where it's only available for 24 hours and then it's gone?
2: Um, so yes, uh, by design, but it also requires me to sort of make that. Um it's 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 one of those things where you can accidentally I, I accidentally uh, had myself uh playing all my flash briefings all the time. And uh this guy named Jeff who uh, runs a site called Alexa reached out to me like a really nice guy and said, Hey, um, I can tell you how to fix that really quick. And he did. So um real quick shout out to Jeff uh who runs Alexa Jeff Smith, um, because he fixed the problem for me. So yeah, it's supposed to die on the vine. Now um what that requires is, a, you know, from the creator side, I know we're going to talk logistics and all that, but what, one thing that requires is I have to keep remembering to fill the bucket up. Like if I don't have a a process in place uh, very well, uh, what I find is that, you know, I accidentally let the bucket empty out and then someone won't hear a flash briefing until I bother to, re, re, you know, upload another batch. Explain what that means, fill the bucket so, You know, with a podcast, you either release it when you finish the edit or you schedule it to put it out when you want. Same with blog, anything. All of the major media production softwares besides social networks allow you to schedule your posts. So you might put your podcast out every Monday or whatever you decide you put it out with a flash briefing because it's daily I basically do the same kind of upload as I would for a podcast, but it's just for a one-minute file, Mm -hmm. but it's all the same steps. Where's the media located? What's the title? You know, if you want, you could put all the stuff like, you know, the cleanliness rating and all that, but you don't have to because uh, A-L-E-X-A doesn't care. Right. Um, but you have to go through all the mechanics of uh, scheduling and all that sort of a thing. And most podcasting software is not made for brute force bulk scheduling. So that's, that's the only grindy part of this whole thing so far is just like, you have to be very manual when you do it.
1: So what I'm hearing you say is that if you upload it, um, when you upload another one, it's just going to group them all together unless you delete the old one. Is that kind of a roundabout way of what I'm hearing you say?
2: Ah, uh, you don't have to delete it. it. It'll just die. What happened? What I did was I sort of had a setting in my uh, in my um, podcast hosting software right. at uh, Libsyn that was basically sort of persisting and and saying, yeah, leave these files, make them available, or whatever. So people were getting like five or six or more in a row. And I, it was just not my goal, and I and I felt terrible because people were messaging me going, "I'm getting like six of yours to one of the, anyone else's," and I'm like, "I don't know." Got and- it,
1: got it, got it. So, so, but, so, so, the way it works is you listen to it, and then it's gone. That's generally what I'm hearing you say. Is that correct?
2: The, yes, and. and y- <laughs> I always have these conversations because some people feel so uncon- uncomfortable thinking, you know, I can only make so much content, you know, I can't believe he's telling me make something disposable. But I really, really, really think that all of this, you know, uh, opportunity lies in being able to make something that's useful and then make something new
1: the next time you need it. You just don't have to sweat it. Well, and there's something to that, right? Because if if it's short, one minute or less. And it's meant to be something in your case that's designed to wet the appetite, right? Because you are clearly using this as a uh, tool to inform, but also to say, hey, if you want more, come on over here. Right. And if that's your goal, then it does make sense to go ahead and just create one of these. And the good news is it doesn't have to be just based on today's news. You could batch process this, right? I mean, if it's one minute long and you have an experience like, Chris and I do in podcasting, you could batch out a whole week in 15, 20 minutes if you had a script, right? And that's not that hard. And then you give it to someone maybe to add the music and, and, and tighten it up a little bit. So you could batch process all these things if you're teaching something that is not, quote unquote, the news that happened literally this morning, right? Couldn't you? Right. I and i do all mine myself i do everything
2: including all the edits and all that and so i'm i'm saying that to say it's not that hard and i run a business and i actually have another podcast a blog two two websites and a newsletter so it's not like you know it's not like i'm not doing anything over here including client work and i can still get it done um what i can say about it is to your point about batching though i don't some of the i mean the people who are doing daily content that's actually news related most often have a newsroom, right. and that's kind of what people would tune them in for. So the NPRs, the local uh, US TV affiliates like ABC and NBC, they all, like local ones though for like Fort Lauderdale, they all have that kind of thing going, and, and that's fine. And I don't know that anyone really on this show would want to contend with that. But I mean, you could think that there's some really fun niche type audiences to build. Uh, you know, I met your, uh, oh, I can't, I'm blanking on her name from Krispy Kreme at Social Media Marketing World. And I was thinking, boy, donut pairing of the day would be really fun. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. You know, there's just lots of fun one minute content that one minute sounds like nothing until you do it a bunch of times in a row. And then it feels like this is a great number.
1: Well, let's be honest. Remember when uh, Vine came out and we're like, what the heck can you do in six seconds? Right? I mean, you can do a lot in 60 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With six, They made a whole
2: bunch of millionaires. Uh, With 60, you have even more time.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So uh, back to the metrics real quick. For anybody who's listening right now, Chris, if you wanted to, could actively promote the heck out of this thing to his very large email list. And as could anyone else, and you probably could get quite a few people listening to you. And I just want to make the case that getting someone to listen to you in the morning or on a lunch break or any time when they're taking a break in a short 60-second thing in a consistent basis is exceptionally powerful. And Chris and I know this because we've been podcasting. Chris, you've been podcasting way longer than me. I'm at about six years. You're probably at about 10 years. But the the value of just being in someone's quote-unquote ears consistently, exceptionally high. You want to talk to that a little bit? Yeah, so... (laughs) It's so funny, as
2: we're talking, there's this whole other, and and I know you do this too, like you're thinking other things, of course, while we're talking. I'm thinking over and over again, people listening are like, this is whatever, I'm going to tune it out, I'm not interested, I'm totally not going to do this, there's still so much territory to cover, blah, blah, I can ignore this. And I'm like, sure you can. And then you're going to be sitting at some event like Social Media Marketing World 2021, and you would be like, why is Brogan on the stage again? What's with that guy? How does he have all the biggest companies working with him? And I'm going to say to you, I told you this. I told you in 2018 with Mike and you didn't listen. And the thing is, Michael, what's going on is that you know there's so many opportunities right now for people not to be able to look at their device and read some text. And I am just the same as a lot of people who feel like video isn't always the right medium either. There's driving to be had, for instance. There's a lot of circumstances where just keeping something in one ear is now a lot more you know, optional than it used to be. So you're out for a walk, you're, you know, pushing the grocery cart around, whatever you're doing, you're at the kid's soccer game and, you know, you're being there to be supportive, but you're also thinking other stuff. There's so many opportunities where just a little bit of audio content can go a long way. And I was a podcaster since 05. So that number is horrendous because it's like 13 years now. And I can tell you that, you know, that's always been my thought. And, and right now I'm working with a, a large beverage company. Uh, and what we're working on is something to give the drivers and distributor types um, who inde- independently, sorry, sell this person's beverages uh, at various places. So they're the kind of guy who goes, Hey, could you use a case of this? And somebody else says, yes, we're making content just for that guy. And so that's kind of why I think there's some opportunity.
1: All right. How do you plan out your, your briefing? Let's talk about that. Like what kind of content just just give us a super high level. And then then I want to get into how do we actually make one of these things? Because I think the, you know, I know we mentioned a little bit about like the flow of your, of your stuff, but how do you decide what to talk about when it comes to these briefings? And maybe you can speak about a client without naming them or your own cases. Just, I think people need to wrap their head around what kind of content would go into a briefing outside of news. Uh, sure. So uh,
2: I, the whole process I have, the mechanics of it, the, the technology that I use to start the process is I use something called Feedly, which I'm sure people have heard about. And, and whenever I talk about Feedly, what I hear is people saying something like, oh, yeah, I checked that out once. Or, you know, oh, yeah, I remember that. It's kind of like Google Reader, but something different. And I'm always saying to them, yeah, sure, unless you use it. And then it's like a valuable, powerful tool for like gathering a lot of information and parsing it quickly. So I subscribe to right now, fewer blogs, but way more alerts that I've crafted, search terms that I've crafted, et cetera. And so I have about 1,018 uh, potential daily uh, data picks that come through. And and so almost all the time what I'll show, right now my feedly says there's 772 unread, wow. uh, sp- split across about eight different things. And uh, I use the keyboard commands, and I'm only saying this to tell you how fast I'm doing this. I look like a little uh, bitty Bloomberg machine. So I'm like, click, 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 click. And if something's good, I put it in a folder for the brief. And that's that's how I kind of pick. So in my brief right now. So you're really I've curating
1: done, content is what I'm hearing you say, right? hundred
2: and, percent. And that's a really good point to make because then What I do is I I do about 75% curated, 25% pure me, but I make every single one of these a conversation about my take on business so that 100% of the time, the person I'm trying to reach, someone who's wondering how to use something like this or blockchain or chatbots and some of the other stuff I talk about, I'm giving them recipe day after day. Here's the recipe. Here's the recipe. Here's the recipe. Because then they can say, oh, man, I totally would love to do this in my company. Chris talks about this a lot. I wonder if he has any insights on this. Answer is always yes. And so even though I'm curating, I'm not doing what a lot of people do, which is dump your junk drawer in someone's inbox and think they're helping somebody. Right. So, for instance, um, I, I found an article, this is not exactly about those very few specific texts I cover, but I thought it related in a way, which is that uh, Univer- Unilever, P&G, Nestle, and uh, Consumer Package Good Leaders, quote, don't really know very much at all about their customers, quote, uh, and this is proving to be a very big problem. So, what's going on is that there's just there's mountains of data, but none of it's being used to pick, pick off something to make a customer's experience better. And so now I'm like, oh, this is a topic I can totally help on. And so uh, I will turn that into a Chris Brogan story that will go on my, my brief. And then what'll happen in that process is I'll be able to sort of guide people towards where I want them to go with this story. You always reference the original story so people can go and find what they want, but then also give them sort of a body of work. So that's, that's the, the content gathering side, 75% just pure pass through. I just want people to know about the space because the more they hear me say it, the more they go, that guy knows a lot. And then 25%, I really, really, really want you to come see me. And so I kind of, you know, tailor it even
1: more to, to point them towards me. Okay. That's awesome. Um, and I know some people are like, okay, maybe I can do this now. So let's talk about the the, the last part, which is the burning question on everybody's brain. How do we actually go about making um, a flash briefing? And we're not going to go into super depth here, but we're just going to touch the the upper levels of it so people at least can walk away with some level of understanding of what they need to do. Sure. So in the,
2: there's, there's kind of two sides to it. There's the, you have to make an audio file. And then there's the, you have to make the Amazon skill. The audio file is just like making a podcast. So if you're a Mac person, just download GarageBand. If you're a PC person, download, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Uh, Audacity? It audacity i was saying audible in my head audacity everyone uses it right and then make your audio files kind of the way you would a podcast if you've never done that before look at some of the cool resources including on social media marketing world for starting podcasting you're all good um so that's the audio file then you you host it somewhere and then when you go to amazon you uh, sign up for a developer's account it's free you basically, you can give your same existing Amazon passcode and information, or you can make a separate email, whatever makes you cheery, and you sign up for a developer's account. Then you just say, I want to make a new Alexa skill. Well, I just had the opportunity to talk to someone who works in that group, and what they said was, we've just released a whole bunch of tools so that now people outside the company of Amazon have better tools than what we have inside to make some of these briefings and skills. So the flash briefing tools are like a form and you fill out just a whole bunch of things and then hit next a couple times, hit agree a couple times, they're gonna take a day or two to decide that you're not some kind of weird spamming jerk and then you're you're good to go, you're live. And, and that's all that really happens. And then the kind of mechanics of day to day, I almost never go into the Amazon uh, development side of things. I almost 100% of the time I'm in Libsyn loading files into the little bucket that, you know,
1: cleverly await being published on uh, she who shall not be named. So um, if you Google how to set up an Alexa flash briefing, as of this recording, we have a pretty detailed article that comes up number one, um, which does go through like every single thing you need to do as far as like go here, log in here, all this kind of fun stuff. Um, Assuming they've got that part done and you're telling me that's like less than 10 minutes to set that up. Is that correct?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I blazed through it to the point that I felt embarrassed telling people that I made one of these. I felt like partly like cool and clever because I knew other people hadn't made it, but like you can only feel that that righteous until someone else does it. Right. And then they're going to be like, oh,
1: that wasn't that big a deal. I don't know why he's bragging. So once you set that up, then uh, Lipson is the service that I use. And it sounds like you do t- as well. dot yes. com, And they, they are, they're one of the big ones for hosting podcast audio files. And it sounds like, and I know you can set up a Libsyn account for as little as $10 a month, I think, maybe even less. And that's where I'm hearing that you can load up your daily audio file. Is that correct? And then somehow, somehow they've, they probably have an article on how to connect it to Alexa. And then it's just kind of off to the races. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
2: Um, I'll, I'll amend that just a tiny bit. So Libsyn uh, provides you with an RSS feed URL. So it's okay. just a Libsyn.com slash something slash something dot RSS. Um, that just gets copy pasted when you're building your Alexa skill into the right line. It's Alexa says, hey, where can I go get this audio file when I want it? And you put it there and it goes, okay, great. I'll check there every day. And you go, okay, great. And then um, you then basically just operate from Libsyn because Alexa's doing her job. Got and it. it's just up to Lib, Lib, it's just up to you and Libsyn at that point. Alexa's already finished her job. Buddy. And then, just, as far
1: as the metrics, when you log into uh, Amazon, they yep. that's where you get the metrics specifically, that's or correct. do you get that from Libsyn?
2: Um, I, I'm using the Amazon side, so it's developer.amazon.com. Uh, I'm very specifically doing that because, and I haven't checked this on Libsyn, but if you remember, um, Amazon only has to pull that file one time to play it many times.
1: Right. Good point. So.
2: It says, hey, I got, you know, I, I would be I would be even sadder than I am at my paltry numbers, like, oh, Chris played one uh audio file today. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. Awesome. Well, um, Chris, first of all, thank you for demystifying what's involved with getting us as marketers and content creators over there on the Amazon platform in an audio format and Um, I do believe that this is going to be a big deal. And I do believe these are early days and it's not too late. And just imagine, folks, if you were early days in podcasting or early days in blogging, that's what we're talking about, right, Chris? The front end is something quite big. And you could be the one that people talk about in your industry, right, as this becomes mainstream.
2: I've been at the early stage of a lot of different emerging technologies. And the, uh, the thing I'll repeatedly tell you, and anyone who who already knew my name before this, you're like, oh, that's Chris Brogan. Who, You know how I became, quote, Chris Brogan instead of just some dude named Chris Brogan, was strictly by just getting in there and making mistakes faster than everybody else and then reporting on them. And that's you. You could
1: totally do that by listening to what Michael and I covered. Chris, tell everybody where they can discover more about you and if they're interested in reaching out to you to to work with you and all that fun stuff, where would you send them?
2: Oh, sure. Um, ChrisBrogan.com is probably the easiest. Um, and I think that you know when you go there, you'll be asked to try to get my newsletter. I always tell people, grab the newsletter because you'll decide within one or two issues of that if I'm the kind of person you want to interact with.
1: And he has a great newsletter. And then as far as um, you got the brand new podcast, Making the Brand, is that correct? They just search for that on anywhere they can find podcasts? Anywhere you can find a podcast, Um, I'm the most
2: recent making the brand, and it's a fun picture of me riding a metal shark with a flaming (laughs) axe.
1: Chris, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your uh, experience with the ALEXA. I greatly appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's podcast episode. If there was anything Chris and I mentioned and you did not catch, don't worry. We took all the notes socialmediaexaminer.com slash 303 Are you new to the show? Hit that subscribe button We've got some amazing content lined up for you And if you're a regular listener and you've not given us a review on the Apple Podcast app, we would love it if you would consider doing so This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week I promise. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day And may social media continue to change your world.
0: The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.